From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for December 2nd, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined this week by my good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. We're also joined by a special guest, Jen Selke from Berkeley, California. And in the peanut gallery, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Max the intern, Walter Eccles, and Jen's husband, Brian. Welcome, Brian. In this week's show, we'll continue our discussion on holiday events in and around Walt Disney World. This week we'll discuss the holiday sleigh rides at Fort Wilderness. And Jen Selke will tell us about the new Holiday Delights Tour going on at Walt Disney World. Also, John Magi has some Disney Cruise Line updates for us. All that, plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Before we get started with the show, folks, I just want to uh, say that uh, this is actually something I'm recording after we finished uh, recording the show this week. Uh, last night we found out that Apple uh, has approved our, applic- our uh, iPhone app uh, called eTicket, which you've heard us talk about on the show. And I wanted to let everyone know that we will be officially releasing the app on Monday, December 7th. So uh, those of you who have been waiting for it, I know you've been patient. We appreciate your patience. And Monday will be the day that we will have the app released. Uh, if you'd like to get a look at what the app does, uh, we are going to be leaking a promotional video we put together, um, and it's going to be on the Diz Unplugged forums on disboards.com, where you can take a look uh, at uh, what some of the features included in the app are. So if you're interested in seeing what it looks like and what it does uh, prior to Monday, you can head out to the Diz Unplugged forums on disboards.com and get a good look at it. So... Uh, just wanted to make sure I got, I got this into this week's show. I wanted to make sure everyone knew. December 7th, uh, e-ticket, our official, the official app of the Diz, will be released uh, finally after almost a year of working on it. So we now return you to your reg- regularly scheduled podcast. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. We have a few things in housekeeping. I'm going to start first with uh, Dizapalooza. <sighs> hate that name. <laughs> the December event, uh, which is like next week. We should have called it the December event. I can't take credit for that. Somebody posted that. December. Yeah. That sounds too much like we're selling cars. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, uh, John and I actually had our walkthrough uh, yesterday with uh, Disney Event Services. And I got to tell you, they blew us away. They blew us away. The attention to detail that they've uh, put into this. Uh, the thought they've put into it uh, in terms of, you know, crowd crowd flow and where things are going to go. And I, I was just blown away, really and truly. Um, and they listened to us, which They really great. did listen to us. And we had, you know, uh, about uh, four, four, team, four of their team members that were there with us yesterday, answered all our questions. Um, really, I, I, I was blown away. It was, it was really good. Um, but we are uh, we we did come up with something that uh, I think is going to excite everyone. Uh, the uh, w- when you play Toy Story Mania, there's a a tote board of, of scores of, of high scores. They're going to clear that tote board for us good. the good, night good. of our party, and the person at the end of the night with the highest score, 
gets a podcast cruise. Even us? No. No. You already got, you already got a podcast cruise. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, but she wants to go on one without us. No, I'm thinking like we could invite someone, you know, someone else. Well, no, it's kind of unfair. If employees can Yes, do. I know. But uh, so that's, uh, I think that, uh, that was a, a pretty cool idea when they told us we could do that. I'm, I'm glad they're resetting it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because people got uh, people got competitive. Um, looking at you, Paul, and Aaron, um, last year. Oh, there's year. an Illinois contingent, and an Indiana contingent, and a Texas contingent. Even Webmaster Kathy has threatened people. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she's the get, sweetest person on earth. It's going to get violent. So really happy about that. Um, it's going to be very cool. It's going to be very, very cool. Uh, also want to remind everyone that our December 16th show, uh, which we'll, we're doing the live taping uh, uh, that Sunday, but uh, the De- December 16th show is also going to feature uh, an exclusive interview that Dave Parfit will be doing with Marty Sklar. So you're definitely going to want to make sure you are listening for that if you can't be here. Um, real excited about that. Real excited to meet Marty. Um, just, I hope he doesn't ask us what we think of D23. <laughs> That's my big fear. Just say what? Huh? What? <laughs> Like, what you hell, say? this salad is really good. <laughs> I can't wait until he asks you about Meg Crofton. <laughs> what do you think of my best friend, Meg? Um, what else? What else did we have for uh, the party? That I, w- I want to talk about, um, we talked about we're going to have uh, characters there besides us. We're going to have Disney <laughs> characters there. And one of the cool things is, I don't know if you're familiar with Pixar Street, but the way they have the characters presented is there's a little room that's you can queue up outside and inside and the characters actually stay in that room and there's a cool backdrop that's going to be open to us and we're going to have the characters for two full hours so you can have pictures taken with the kids over and over and we're not going to let them take a break so exactly what do you make collapse on your children but (laughs) because there's nothing like a sweady buzz (laughs) you ain't kidding more than my share of those (laughs) that drink around the world you ain't kidding sister So we're excited about that. Um, they've also agreed to do something. They, they suggested this, and I didn't think of it. They're going to leave a merchandise location open. So if yeah. somebody wants to shop. Yeah, they asked if uh, you know this group would shop. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> this group? Yeah, they shop. They shop. So, you know, I tried to get a cut. But really? Yeah, they it's going to be just, like, oh, I shook Pete's hand and got a Woody doll. Exactly. <laughs> well, as long as, they, as long as they add doll to the end of the sentence, we're good. Oh, man. Um, I did but, not say uh, that. Thank God. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we have the merchandise location open. Uh, we're going to have uh, all sorts of carnival-like food. And uh, now what about uh, reminding people where they have to be? And Oh. We're going to uh, have people actually enter into the park at 9.30. So we'd like you to come to the entrance of Disney Hollywood Studios sometime between 9 and 9.30. The earlier you get there, the easier it's going to be for us. People are going to be checking your credentials and getting everybody in place. At 9.30, the group is going to be escorted to the back of the park by Sarge and the Green Army Men. So that's part of our quote-unquote show for the evening. So if you're going to get there after 9.30, you're going to miss that. So just try to get there before 9.30 so you guys can be part of that initial group to go back together. But at 9 o'clock, John will be doing the single ladies dance in front of the sorcerer's hat. I sure will. In my Diz Unplugged thong. Yes. 
Oh, there's a visual for you, folks. <laughs> Someone purchased it. It was. I'm telling you, it's Dave Parfit. I'm not saying who it is. I think Dave is going to. Do you uh, know Corey? I, yeah, I, I told Dave. I told Dave when he does Julie the interview with when he does the interview with Marty, he's got to wear the thong and nothing else. Has <laughs> <laughs> Marty to sign it? <laughs> his thong and his UGG boots. <laughs> So you know, make sure you get there by nine thirty. So you're part of that group that gets escorted back. We are going to be in the in Pixar place waiting for you. So if you want to, we're going to be hiding. No, we're going to be you hugging to and shaking us. hands, and it's going to be like an Italian wedding reception. I cannot believe John said he's going to hug. They're going to hold you to this. <laughs> They're going to hold you. Wearing to my it. porcupine suit. <laughs> so uh, we're really looking forward to it. I can't believe how fast it's coming up. I, mean, I know it's just. It's been, been talking about it for years, really. So it's very exciting. We're very happy that we have some uh, extra cool stuff planned and some things that we think will keep everybody entertained for the evening. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's – especially after doing the walkthrough, I'm really, really excited about uh, about the party. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll have a good time. I think we will. Now, something else I wanted to mention to folks, we got an – email from someone who works with uh, Disney.com uh, last week telling us about uh, uh, the Haunted Holidays website Disney has up right now, Disney.com slash Haunted Holidays. And uh, we, uh, we told them we would mention it on the show, and they're going to give us some uh, $25 gift certificates uh, to give away. So I'm going to figure out a way to give those away, but I thought that was really cool. Wow. And we'll have a link to... Uh, the Haunted Holiday is a really cool website, actually, really that they is. put together. They did a great job with it. And uh, so Disney.com Haunted Holidays uh, slash Haunted Holidays is the uh, is the URL. And uh, you should go check it out. It's a lot of fun. And uh, in next week's show, we'll uh, we'll talk about it some more and we'll give away some some gift certificates. So thank you to uh, thank you to them for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Surprised they emailed us, but, you know. I assume that means they listen to the show. Or Which, don't. I, you know, <laughs> as soon as I find out... Oh, no, no. He he specifically mentioned the show. So, you know, it's... You always go back and think, oh, what have I said? Ooh. Right, right. You know. But... Uh, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late now. But... Um, so that's what I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? Any... Uh, do we have... I, I know John came in with boxes. I did. Does anybody else have anything they want to do first? Did anybody watch Disney's Behind the Magic, the holiday show? No, it was insane. It was crazy. Disney does everything big. It's awesome. It was a really good show. If you if you missed it, hopefully they rerun it. Is this it. the one on House and Garden TV? Yes. I think I the host one needs to be shot. He's a little wacky. <laughs> and I think his sequined tie needs to be taken away from him. <laughs> but it was really interesting to see. Hey, he had see. a skin Liza Minnelli for that uh, sequined tie. It's yeah. like one made out of one her old Bob Fire. Bob Mackie dresses. It's awful. Or Bob Foss. It was really dresses. cool to see what happens on third shift for me. Because was, I, you can only imagine. You know, there are these huge semis driving in giant wreaths and trees. Disney's and, version you of know, they're Up and down Main Street and all these different things. So <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I, I saw someone post on Facebook that it was coming on, so I watched it. But I was just curious if anyone else had enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I really did. I loved him going into the warehouses and seeing mm-hmm. all that. I love that. But I got to tell you, there was one point where the woman who was walking with him. The ornament lady. Could you tell she wanted to strangle him? <laughs> she was like, I can't believe they let him decorate a tree. I, the you, tree in the in the uh, Cinderella suite, he got to decorate it. 
I think the hard part was the fact that he just sucked up so bad. This is insane. This is crazy. This yeah. is so big. This yeah. is so great. This is why I can't watch those spe- because it's just it's one big advertisement. But when Samantha Brown did it, she I thought she had a good balance. There was humor. There was right. I mean, this was a lot of information. Well, if they're not, I don't know if they're not pointing out things you need to be aware of or watch out for, then I don't think there's a good balance. And none of them do that. They all go in and they talk about you know. This is wonderful, and that's wonderful, and it's all wonderful. I liked it because it was more about you know how many lights they use, how long it takes to put the lights on the castle, how many people it actually takes. This wasn't about touring the parks. This no. was about background information. Yeah. They should still criticize them. It was great. <laughs> it was. It was well, really that's great. our job. That's but no, true. that guy, whatever his name is, he's like the male version of that woman that repeats when you stay in Disney hotels, whatever her name is. The propaganda channel. Yes. Oh. Your name was- Julie. No, I think her name is Stacy. Stacy. He was just a little excited, and he kept What's using his name. His name he won David Bromstead. David Bromstead. And he just had it in a sequin tie, and his Sorry. clothes were tighter than Max's. <laughs> <laughs> the son, not the dog. Poor Max, the intern. Wow. Poor Max. Yes, the poor intern. Max, the intern. The '80s have come back during his generation. It, he was either from the '80s, a new wave band, or a male figure skater. It was just like, <laughs> not you, Max. I love you, Max. <laughs> poor Max. <laughs> Teresa says to try to stave off psycho- psychiatric treatment later in life. Yeah. It's okay. I love you. Max's clothes are tattooed on. All right. Anything else for housekeeping? I have some boxes. Some very exciting boxes. I see Bessingers. I smell chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> she smells she can through smell, the box. Yeah, she can smell through the box, through the, through the uh, shrink wrapping. Well, it's a lady who hasn't had it for two days. I'm going to let chocolate. Kevin read the little note. It is from Bessingers. Hi, podcast crew, and you too, Ferris. Merry Christmas, and thanks for all you do. Louise and Mark. Mark is Big Moon Mullen on the boards. I apologize. I do not know if Louise has a name, but Mark and Louise send us um, some amazing Bissinger's chocolate. Bissinger's is great chocolate. Very, very good chocolate. And these two boxes are very, very nice, and we can't... You're holding them up, but you don't seem to be passing them. We're not giving them back there yet. I'm not giving it to you. And we can't wait to dig into them. (laughs) However, I do have something else that they sent, which I want to make sure I do a big reveal on. So I need everyone's attention, all eyes on me. Oh, Lord. Okay, Selena. He he has become Beyonce. (laughs) I am John. John Travolta! (laughs) No, just John. (laughs) Oh, my God. (gasps) Oh. (laughs) It is a giant chocolate Santa. He stands, what is he, two and a half feet tall? I would say, yeah. (laughs) Let's start hacking him up. (laughs) And the packing slip, he's listed as the centerpiece Santa. Really? Get a knife, Max. Oh, my. (laughs) Let's play Operation. Max, (laughs) bring me a knife. Max, gung it in. Wow. I thought it was a giant chocolate John from over here. (laughs) The light is hitting it wrong. (laughs) And he weighs like 10 pounds. Really? Oh, he's... Solid or hot? He's solid? How many servings are in this Is thing? he hollow, Corey, or solid? How many servings are in there? 57. Or so John. He weighs five pounds, and he's milk chocolate. Oh. Thank you guys so much for doing this. This is yeah, very this generous. Is, what are those, Pete? These this are is like very nice. the uh, chocolate nut-covered. <laughs> oh, I love They have like peanuts on them. Oh, they're so good. Jen, would you like to have some chocolate? Yes, definitely. Please, help yourself. <laughs> 
everybody just holding the Santa? Can someone please open him and take a bite of him? <laughs> he stopped. Teresa's rocking him. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't eat him yet. We have to save him for Christmas. No, I was just teasing. Teresa's already got him sw- in swaddling clothes. <laughs> It's my baby Santa. <laughs> I just want to let you know what restraint it took that Santa showed up with a head. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the other night, there are no goodies in our house. There are none. And John said to me, do you think they're going to know if we give him an appendectomy? <laughs> oh. oh Thank Kathy's, you. Kathy's taking Facebook pictures of big Santa. Thank you very, very much. Wow. Yeah, that was very, very nice. Thank you. Somewhere cool, so he doesn't melt. He won't Your melt. I probably this, not the I keep this house at sixty-seven. He's not going to melt in here. <laughs> she's got him tucked under her arm like a football. She thinks she's leaving the house with that. She's so sad. Pete, I'm just saving you from mm-hmm. the calories. Huh? Yeah, it's all about you. Ooh, this looks of good. course, it is, dear. All right. Anything else in housekeeping? That's it for me. Going oh. once. Going twice. Then we will start with the news. Our first news story this week, a German tourist, excuse me, a German idiot, was arrested at Walt Disney World this past Sunday after announcing to security that he was carrying a bomb. I love this story. Two bombs. Jochen Naumann, I'm sure I got his name wrong, but who cares, of (laughs) Leipzig, Germany, told a Disney employee that he had two bombs in his backpack. The 37-year-old man was entering the Magic Kingdom through the security checkpoint when he made the bomb threat. The employee questioned him, and he repeated the statement. An Orange County Sheriff's deputy was stationed at the checkpoint and got a bomb-sniffing dog to check the bag. No explosives were found, but he was arrested and, in his interview, told deputies that he was only joking about having the explosives. He has been charged with making a false report of a bomb. Bail is set at $10,000. Bond is normally $5,000 for something like this, but it was doubled because he was from out of the country. And I hope he can't make bonds and rots in jail. If you are stupid enough to go into any public place in the United States, I don't know what it's like in Germany. I've never been to Germany. But if you're stupid enough to go into any public place in the United States and say you've got a bomb, then I, I have no pity for you at all. You're, 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 you're insane. It's just who does that? Who does that? So, And he said he was joking. I mean, you know, there's – And I'm sure he thought it was funny. But that's why, you know, he's our idiot of the week. Um, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, speaking of, of crimes, at least three cruise lines have canceled excursions within certain parts of Nassau after police in the Bahamas have reported several tourists being robbed. Carnival Cruise Lines, Norwegian Cruise Lines, and Disney Cruise Line uh, are saying that the decision to spend the trips... Um, is temporary, and they are uh, the companies are offering other trips as uh, other excursions as an alternative. They're still stopping in Nassau. They're just not doing excursions to certain parts of the of the island. Um, the Bahamas tourism director says police have increased foot and car patrols in popular tourist areas as a response to the recent robberies, and that they deeply regret the incidents. Uh, I've said it before: Nassau is a slum. Stay on the ship. Believe me, unless you're going to go gamble in Atlantis. Yeah, but if we start telling people not to go to places that have crimes against tourists, they probably shouldn't come to Orlando either. But it's not... I I don't think we can compare Orlando to Nassau 
in the Bahamas. I don't think there's a big, a, a good compare. I don't think it's apples to apples. Um, you don't. I mean, uh, yeah, it's obvious who the tourists are in Nassau because they're getting off a huge ship and coming through that little whatever yeah. it is. Whereas in Orlando, you know, you kind of have to guess who the tourists and are. And also, I mean, about. we don't have we don't have rampant crime against tourists in Orlando. Yes, things do happen. I'm not saying they don't. But I'm not saying it's, it's not on the news rampant. every day. Irrespective, I, you know, even before this story, uh, these robberies started becoming prevalent uh, in Nassau. You know, I've said it before. Um, I don't think Nassau has an awful lot to offer, and you know, we noticed it during uh, uh, during the podcast cruise. A lot of people, and I'm not talking about just the people who were with us. Uh, a lot of people just stay on the ship. You know, you look at the ship on Nassau Day mm-hmm. and look at the ship on Castaway Key Day. Big difference. It's a huge difference. You know, you've got about half the people still on that ship in Nassau. Yeah. So, you know, definitely don't – I wouldn't not do a three- or four-night cruise because of this. But honestly, just stay on the ship. Nassau's never been my most favorite place, but I will say I've never felt unsafe if you stayed in No, that. I have. I have, have absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Going through the straw market – I just, it, it just, I don't There's know. There's always been police presence. This seems to me like there must be something going on. Like maybe there's cutbacks or something like that. I never felt unsafe going down those The last time before the podcast cruise, when we got off, remember we saw the guy getting like beat down oh, yeah. by the police? I mean, I felt safe because Corey was with me because I know he'd protect me, but... If I hadn't have been, I wouldn't have felt safe at all. Someone got beat by the police? Well, they were beating up someone else, so yes. Oh, well, it happened right by that flea market area, that tented mm-hmm. flea market. That's was pretty yeah, scary. That's, a, that's yeah. the straw market. Was yeah. oh, okay. it from someone from your Disney cruise? No, no it looked like local. locals beating no. up on each other, but still. No. Charming. <laughs> Stay on the ship. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Don't get off of NASA. And our final news story is a brief one, but... Uh, the Atlantic hurricane season is officially ended. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just, uh, I think we had a total of seven named storms. Two of them became uh, hurricanes. None of them uh, hit the central Florida area. Uh, we haven't had a hurricane really hit central Florida since 2004. And, you know, I remember in 2004 being told that we were coming into this 20-year cycle. And then nothing happened for the next, nothing's happened. But if you watch wood for the next five years. Have you watched the news lately? They uh, they reported that it's the end of hurricane season. However, we're supposed to have a storm Wednesday night into Thursday morning, and it could bring tornadoes. Well, because this of is El Nino. El Nino, yeah. Um, so well, it's like if one's ended, but we don't have anything else to play the crisis music with. Gosh, I could be a meteorologist. <laughs> that's making my eyeballs shake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the bass on that's a little high, but uh, but it, yeah, I mean we made it through another hurricane season. Uh, thankfully, unscathed, no major major storms, no major no major problems. So good for us. But that's a good segue into the weather. Uh, it's actually going to get cold. It's actually going to get real cold. Um, well, depending on who you listen to, there are varying reports about uh, where the temperatures are going to go uh, the later part of this week. Some some reports have it going down as low as uh, uh, the the high thir- the upper thirties. Uh, at night, but uh, what I'm seeing right now is that uh, toward the end of this week, um, temperatures are going to drop during the day into the low 60s, and at night down into the upper 40s, low 50s, and then starting on Sunday, going through next week, 
You can expect temperatures in the mid-70s during the day and in the upper 50s at night. So we have our we finally have our our nice fall cool weather. We can take our winter clothes out of the attic now. Yeah. I think they still have price tags attached. <laughs> so, you have an attic? Yeah. Mhm. Like how big? I mean, not huge. I can stand up in it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, I don't have that. Oh, wow, can I store things there? It's not just for mice. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Is that where you keep your flowers? <laughs> Oh. Uh, uh, so, all right, Stick we're going to <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go? I do first. It's, well, you know, it's kind of. It's, I feel like it's an important cause. This is for um, for Dave Parfit. So, he sent an email today asking if someone would announce this. He's organizing a group to volunteer at Give Kids the World on Saturday morning uh, during Desapalooza. So that would be the twelfth. And he has a list of items that they need. It's their wish list. And he wants people to get involved. An easy way to do that would be to pick an item and throw it in your suitcase. Make sure and get it over to Dave. And he'll take it out with um, our group on Saturday morning. And he's going to make a group donation from the Diz Unplugged. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Will he be wearing the thong? (laughs) (laughs) And the Ugg boots. And the Ugg boots. Maybe under his clothes. I don't know. Dave needs to move to Orlando already. Yeah, so, really. I just want to read the list of um, items that they need. So we have batteries, double A, triple A, and D. Disposable cameras, crayons. They specifically request eight packs. Comic books, um, blank CDs, high speed. Copy paper, eight and a half by eleven. Flashlights, gloves, synthetic, non-latex. You do have people with latex allergies. Right. Um, rain ponchos. Ping pong supplies, which I just, I don't know why that one just struck me as kind of surprising, and white Christmas lights. So if you could donate any of those items. Um, and we'll make sure we'll, we have that list along with uh, where those uh, donations can go on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Yeah, so I think it's, it's going to be a good way to, to help out. And thank you, Dave, for organizing this. Yeah, very much. That's, I think that's Dave's great. just decorating his house for Christmas. <laughs> Construction paper and crayons and lights. Ping pong balls. He's getting, balls. His, <laughs> he's getting his kids Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in a size two. I just want to add that if you want to learn more and coordinate your own donation for the drive, you can contact their development department at 1-800-995-KIDS. They actually, what they're going to do Saturday is called volunteerism. Yep. Yep, I think it's really cool that uh, folks are doing that. So thank you for that, Julie. Thank you very much for that, Dave. Corey, what do you have? Um, From December 3rd through the 23rd, Florida Santa will be making appearances at the Swan and Dolphin Resort. You'll see him at the grotto pool and his flip-flops and Yeah, there was something disturbing about that picture. I'm sorry. (laughs) And he'll have a tiki hut on the The Santa like had the best calves I've ever seen (laughs) on a guy. But it's Florida Santa. You know, he can... Have fun in the sun. So from, yeah, December 3rd through the 23rd, he'll be making appearances. And also at night, uh, you'll have a photo opportunity with him for free if you have um, a receipt for one adult entree from any of their restaurants. Cool. You can have more information at santasfavoriteresort.com. We're doing that next Thursday. Are we? Yeah. We'll get a picture of me with Santa. (laughs) Thank you very much for that, Corey. Kevin. Uh, someone responsible for probably the most anticipation at Disney is retiring. 
Ursula, the machine who puts together the Disney Cruise Line documents, is retiring. Ursula is housed at the Disney Cruise Line offices in Celebration. And this machine has been responsible for all Disney Cruise Line documents up till now. On December 15th, that machine will be retired. This machine was built specifically for Disney Cruise Line. It was built in Germany. And Ursula has always had her own personal mechanic who had to move here from Germany to live here to keep her running. She's being retired on December 15th, and they're no, going to, no longer going to print documents that way. The new documents will be spiral-bound and will be looking like the new brochures, the new 2010 Disney Cruise Line brochures. Also, Disney Cruise Line has always uh, used UPS and sent out their uh, documents. They're now going to be sent uh, through the United States Postal Service. Uh, so that's kind of... It's cheaper. Cool information. <laughs> the new name's going to be called Kinko. Yeah. <laughs> and that German man gets to go home finally. Probably. <laughs> maybe he having bombs. Yeah, maybe he made the bomb sweat. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> I want my job back. He can uh, take Jokin home with him. Jokin. Jokin. <laughs> what did you say his name was? His name is Jokin like that. That's yeah. what he said. Ursula is cool. We got a chance to see yeah. her. Yeah, She's dude. a big machine in this temperature controlled room all by herself. And what they would do is. By computer, they would put in all the information for people traveling, and she printed the documents, she collated them, she bound them together in that little booklet. Think of like war games when you yeah, talk about yeah. yeah. Think they is, called her Ursula because of all the things that she did. No, because of the sea witch. Right. She well, I know that octopus, eight legs. Hello, lots Th- of things going be. on. This is not the same Ursula that works for Dreams, is it? Mindy. No. Okay. You know, Ursula is not a, our, our Mindy's not a machine, and she doesn't live in Kissimmee. Temperature-controlled uh, room. You were dropped on your head as a child, weren't you? You've been swinging from the power lines. <laughs> Max, say you love your mom. <laughs> He's like, no. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. Um, I have found uh, my next uh, assignment, my next thing that I want to do for the Backup podcast. Backup dancer for Beyonce? I already did that. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was you. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Rome unveils theme park plans. <gasps> Rome's Sin City Entertainment, I don't know how to say that, and the Internal City's Mayor Giovanni something. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it something old? <laughs> really? Has unveiled an $800 million movie theme park planned based on classic titles including Ben Hur and Fellini's films. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Doesn't this sound like fun? Of Fellini films. The oh. Amarcord Rudo Custard. Exactly. You're going to go to one attraction, it's just going to be a red balloon floating around the room. <laughs> this is so exciting. Uh, is this that inside information that we're not supposed to do? Because <laughs> no one's going to get that. I have no idea That's what the only Fellini you're movie about. I know about is where the red balloon is going through the black and white movie. That's the only. Uh, it's set to open in spring of 2011, and it's going to have mass appeal, according to this story. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to hold mass. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Uh, one ride will feature a huge slide based on Marcello Mastrioni's travels. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, wait, here it is. It will feature the, the huge slide. Uh, is Mar- this a joke? No, Hello. Let me, let me just get through this. This is funny. We'll feature the huge slide that Marcello Mastriani travels down on his sexual history flashes by in Fellini's Cities of Women. Are you kidding? <laughs> this can't be real. I this is so Okay, so now wait. Here. 
It's going to be 400 acres, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, 400 acres? It's a big theme park. It's going to be big. It's $800 million they're going to invest in it. As previously, I don't think they realize that $800 million doesn't really go a long way when you're building a theme park. They're oh. building the slide. They tried that with California Adventure, and they, they had problems with that. Um, but then again, a trip through Mastriani's <laughs> sexual <laughs> escapades. This one's also not going to be right across the street from Disney Layout. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because the other thing I think is funny is that as if Rome needs a, a reason to go to Rome, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we better build a theme park. Because <laughs> no one else will come. That's a Lewis Black sketch. <laughs> really? Better build a big thing. As previously announced, plans are also underway for a smaller, more kitty-conceived Rome theme park. <laughs> Oh, is this from The Onion or something? No, this is from Variety. Variety. This is from Variety. Oh, We're my Lord. Feed, feed little kids I think you're going to find out. I think you'll find out that, like, Variety's going to have to do a retraction, that somebody, somebody planked them. <laughs> you think that this is a, they got pumped? I cannot. I, 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 if it's true, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the planning meetings for this. Oh, yeah, we'll have a slide with someone's sexual history. I'm sure there was a lot of wine involved in <laughs> It's very Italian. The Italians, yeah, they're, but they're going around. They're going off the deep end. The Italians are going off the deep end. That's funny. I think they're also. All right. Going well, we're going to send you to cover the opening. I would love that. John, Kevin's like, uh huh. Okay. Because <laughs> if he goes, <laughs> that'll be my next segment. Send John to the Roman theme park. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, John. Kathy, what do you have? Along the Christmas theme, the um, at Downtown Disney, you used to be able to get your animals' pictures taken with Santa Claus. They're not doing that this year. Aww. Animals are not allowed on Disney property this year. So if you had visions of getting your pets' pictures taken with Santa, you can't do it. Oh, just go to your doctor and get a little note that says it's a therapy dog. <laughs> or a therapy snake. <laughs> therapy snake. Here, Santa, hold my snake. Hold my ferret. <laughs> Well, thank Julie's you. very randy today, isn't she? Yeah, she's... Well, I'm not thinking that. Think you guys the, are the ones the turning hormones. it around. Oh, you think that's yeah, it? I think it's the, the hormones. hormones. Yeah, she's got baby hormones going on. He is a good-looking Santa, though. I saw him yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. The one at Gaylord Palms? No. Oh, downtown no, no, Disney. Isn't no, no, no. <laughs> that what we were just talking about? You getting about? a thing for old men with beards? No. It just I like when they're not wearing the fake beard. See, it's sad. It's and they actually have grown out their real white beard. and Real white beard. Celebration Santa is out also, and... He was looking good too. He's looks. Oh, so you're checking out Santa as well, huh? Well, he's out. He looks like Santa to me. Yeah. As opposed to a day laborer with a fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to driving up in front of Lowe's and trying to find something like Santa. <laughs> 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 okay, that was funny. <laughs> oh, I got the vapors. <laughs> you, know, you know the ones I'm talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. The Millennium Mall Santa, he's he's good too. Um, I think it's the same guy always since the mall opened. He looks the same anyway. I like that when it's the same one at the same mall every year. All right, so uh, Teresa, what do you have? Well, it's that time of the month again for birthdays. <laughs> that, ex- that explains her attitude. <laughs> that explains her not letting go to the centerpiece Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This show is really going down, isn't it? It's Julie's fault. I'm oh, sorry. How is that Julie's fault? <laughs> Y'all got it going over there now. <laughs> See, and I'm, I'm really being good. I'm really, really being good. We got, we got guests in the room, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least they're seeing an interesting show. <laughs> so, okay, continue. All right. Continue about your special guest or whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's already passed. Okay. Aunt Flo. <laughs> she left. Okay. December birthdays. Oh I know there's a, a little talk on this on the threads about the boards about this and, you know, whether it's good or bad. Or It's it's a work in progress. We're still tweaking it, but I'm not going to skip it. I'm not going to give it up. So trudge through with me. This week she's going to read off people's medical procedures. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to tell only tell us their birthday. She's going to tell us where they were born. Oh, that would be cool. No. How old they're going to be? No, it wouldn't. Really? Okay. Are you all ready? Yes. December 1st, which is today, which will actually be tomorrow or yesterday when you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was dropped on her head as a kid. Yeah, it will be yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. December 1st, um, Chris Peterson and Shelley Welch both had a birthday. December 3rd is Crazy Disney Man, who I believe you're talking about medical procedures. I think he had a lobotomy. Chris Walters. Um, oh, 12-6 wow. is Susie, who is friend of Piglet. 12-7, um, Fiona Emke. 12-8, Lori Dinkle, the bead pirate. You all know her, right? Yes. We do. Happy birthday. Um, on the 10th is Miss Madeline's birthday. Pete's mother, and also Kimberly, who is Tickled Tink 33. On the 11th is Karen, who is a Purple Brat, and Mike McGuire, Irish Dad times four. The 14th is Tressa Cologne and Andrea, and on the 15th is Mark A. on the boards, and Mary Lee. The 16th is Kate Haynes, Wish Spirit, who I got to meet in September. <laughs> Sorry, Kat. 18th is Roz. Happy birthday, Roz. 19th is Kim and Heather Winfield. The 20th is Liz. I wish for Disney. Y'all know her, too. Mm-hmm. 21st is Susan Johnson Deenan. 22nd, Christy Holland. Mini Garden. Happy birthday. Mary on Christmas Day. Mary- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> on the 21st, Mary was born. That's Miss Minnie Mouse. 26, Kristen Turner. 28, Kimberly Reinhardt. Mommy Triceratops. Yeah. Triceratops, did I say it? What is that? Mommy Triceratops. Mommy Triceratops. No. Triceratops? Mommy Triceratops. We all know who she is. Okay. The 30th is Brenda Miller, and the 30th is Lucy. Happy birthday to you all. Hey, Happy right. birthday. That was much better. I have a lot of family born in December. I do, too. It's just a good month. But you didn't mention one of those days that they're born on. Isn't that weird? Really? Mm-mm. Oh, and the 25th... Um, Jesus. Jesus, that's right. That's right. Jesus. Hello. Let me say that one. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, we'll all Jesus. be celebrating. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Teresa, and we've all slipped into a coma. Um, Walter. As he dances around, I, I think, Teresa. Wal- I think Walter's going to sing Donka Shane. <laughs> Standing up, standing up, grabbing the microphone. <laughs> He's going to do some stand-up for He's us. setting up his teleprompter. <laughs> Until now, Florida residents had never been able to participate in the Polar Bear Club. Orlando was the first bona fide southern destination to form a branch of the famed Polar Bear Club. The way we participate down here is to 
walk through Nine Degree Ice, the attraction at Gaylord Palm. Um, we'll be able to walk through in a swimsuit and go down the ice slides. Didn't you guys do this? Yeah. We did it last year. Yeah, yeah. we so did it last year. We're going to do it this year. Why is this year. the first year? That Florida residents are allowed. You were a Florida resident? No, prior to this, what he's saying is prior prior to this, you uh, there was no, really, I mean, there was uh, nothing in Florida for somebody to do that to become part of the polar bear club. Polar bear. We didn't have any, you know. inside of a meat locker. That's yeah. About it. No. Not too many nine degree uh, areas around here. So, so. Max and Walter are going to get half naked. And are you doing it again? Do you, you have to keep naked? doing it every you know year to keep up huh? your membership? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking. No, but, but, when is it, Walter? <clears throat> Let me continue. On Saturday, December 5th, ICE will open an hour early to welcome guests as they become official members of the Orlando Polar Bear Club. Afterwards, um, you'll be recognized at a warm-up coffee and cocoa reception during an official introduction into the club. Um, the cost is $21.99 plus tax. Um, $7 of that will go to the Special Olympics of Florida. It says if you want to participate, um, you need to wear a swimsuit or summer wear, like T-shirts or shorts. You must wear shoes to participate in the event. For more information, it would be Polar Bear Club participation information page. We'll have a link on the show notes. Okay. Good deal. Did you all watch The Amazing Race? Yeah. Did you see what they had to do this week? They, they went in that place in... The Thermidor or whatever? Yeah, they went into a room that was 136 degrees below... Celsius. Celsius. 136 degrees below zero Celsius, right. It's a... a How do you do that and live? It, they only had to do it for two minutes. It's something that these... Was it Czech Republic? Yes. It was in the Czech athletes Republic. Do. Athletes. It's something athletes, athletes do, and they do it to um, as part of their training. 136 degrees below zero Celsius? Yep. That's what But isn't said. zero degrees Celsius 32 degrees Fahrenheit? Yes. So... Do the math. Oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> That's like the metric system. Still, I, it's very cool. I didn't think a human being could survive. They only had to do it for two minutes, and they had to do it in a Speedo. Uh-huh. And wear a mask. Talking about did, shrinkage. Jeez. They did have to wear a SARS mask. <laughs> oh. That's a little off topic, lungs, I realize. But your lungs would freeze. Oh, okay. Well, that will do it for... Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Thank you. <laughs> This week. I can see you're like, where were we? Yeah, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. And Walter and Teresa had a chance to do the holiday sleigh ride over at Fort Wilderness this past week. And what did you guys think of it? Oh, good. <laughs> and back That's a fantastic, fantastic uh, segment, guys. Thanks very much. We're back sharing a mic back here now. We're just a little... Uncoordinated. Okay. Okay. Well, I called ahead and made a reservation for this, which you can do in advance like anything you can at Disney. And um, we did it for the first day it was available, which was Sunday night. We got there about 6 o'clock. Our time was 7 o'clock. Um, we actually got our ride about 20 till. They were running a little ahead of time. You pick your um, sleigh up at the blacksmith area in the settlement section of Fort Wilderness. And now you have to drive to Fort Wilderness and then take the internal buses. Correct, which is very easy. I mean, you get there, you get on the bus. And what I liked about the bus ride, too, it took you through all the different areas to get to where we were going, and you could see the Christmas lights, and it was 
you know, it was it was fun ride in itself. So then we get in this get on our sleigh. Um, it was Walter and I, my husband Kelvin, and the girls went. Um, Grace and Stella, and that was about all you could fit into the sleigh. There's room for four adults or two adults and three small children. And um, there's piped-in Christmas music while you're riding along. When we first got in, our, um, what do you call the little person that drives the sled? The little The driver. The driver, driver. yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was a special name. Anyway, she told us about the horse and not to worry about how much we all weighed because he could pull several thousand pounds, which I thought was kind of an odd thing to tell us. That was really nice. Yeah, Yeah. really. (laughs) You come on in, lady. You don't have to worry about how much you weigh. (laughs) This horse can pull you. So you just show up, you uh, check in with the with the uh, driver. It was real easy. They just they come and they said you tell them your name, you tell them what time, and then they said you know we're a little bit early. We'll let you go early if we can. If not, they just get you at your time. It's it's painless to check in. Do you pay you pay at the place? You pay in, in advance, right? I paid ahead with your credit card, John. <laughs> it, it, it was very painless. <laughs> it's sixty dollars. Glad I could give that to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you. But. Um, we got there a little early. We got to walk around the stables. The kids enjoyed that. You know, it was real festival atmosphere. The the sleigh or the buggy was decked out in all red. Um, it looked like it had sleigh, you know, skis on it, but it didn't. Obviously, I thought from when I when I made the um, the reservation, the person I spoke to, and I don't remember his name, he told me there'd be all kinds of Disney magic. And in my head, I'm thinking somewhere they're going to make it snow when I'm going through the woods. There's going to be snow shooting out at me. You know, I was all ready for that. Well, that didn't happen. So that kind of was a down thing for me. Walter, what do you think? Well, when you start, I think they have like six Christmas trees, but they're all just white lights. And that's the only decorations you pass that's, you know, done by Disney. The rest of the time, you just end up going through the woods primarily. Then you come out at... um, Grandmother's house. Well, if you went on a real (laughs) sleigh ride, that's really all you would see. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, when we started out, we went through the settlement and come up by um, the front where the playground is, down by the, the store, and we saw the, the main tree there, which was really nice going past there, waving at all the people as we passed. That was kind of fun, listening to our piped-in Christmas music, which I thought was kind of festive. And then um, you cross over and you went behind the general store area down a little sand path, and that's where the white Christmas trees were. And then, then it did get kind of cool because it was a full moon, and if you were with the right person, not saying you weren't the right person, Walter, but it, it could be a romantic ride. It could be fun with little kids. I mean, there's a definite place for this. You know, our group, I guess I was just expecting more. I was expecting snow. I'm sorry. I was expecting Disney Did snow. the driver say anything or tell stories or? She did a little bit. Um, point things out? She didn't point anything out. There wasn't much to point out. I mean, like we were just going down the, tree. the trails through the tree. woods. Yeah. This tree. is a 1996 Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> like Teresa was saying, if, if you were with someone, it could be a romantic evening. I think little kids would like it because you're going through the woods, and like you said, it was a full moon, and you could see all sorts of stuff. Um, so for the right person, it could be fun. Um, we weren't the right people because I really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you, Walter. I had fun too. I enjoyed it, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't, the, the horse had bells on it, so you could hear the sleigh bells going along. I mean, it was festive, and I think it would be a nice addition to your stay at Fort Wilderness. I don't know if I would go out of my way 
to go there to do this unless maybe you were going over there for an evening for dinner maybe the hoop de do and then a sleigh ride after that would be fun or how, vice how versa. late do they run um, 9.30. The 9.30 is the last one. It starts at 5.30 to 9.30. So it's all in the evening. It's all in the dark. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. It was nice to go by the campers and see all the uh, the people who tried to outdo themselves with Christmas lights. Because I thought actually Disney had put some of the uh, uh, decorations up, but it was oh, just no. campers. No, it's the they, campers. They go whole hog when it comes to decorating. So that was nice. Seeing them, seeing the people walk around looking at the decorations. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable, but it's not something I would have gone out of my way Certainly to do again. I have a question. What? I don't. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you may not know the answer, but um, do you think they would allow you to bring like a bottle of champagne or wine with you, or is it too bumpy? I mean, if, if you were a, a couple trying to be romantic, I don't see why they wouldn't. They see, would I, stop you. I thought about that too because I thought I'm sitting here thinking what would make this the most Drunk enjoyable ride. ride. <laughs> You know, sweaty buzz. <laughs> you got your, you're covered in your blanket. You got your hot toddy. You got your friend. You know your friend. <laughs> friend. Could go either way. You know. It's oh. Teresa and her chocolate what? Santa. <laughs> Just riding along. They cover you in a blanket. You no, a- no. But I'm thinking this is. Well, I was thinking in my head. I need snow. I need a little blanket. You know. You know how you. Okay, I'm thinking Andy Williams. You it's know. seventy degrees out. She wants a blanket. <laughs> and snow. I don't know. I enjoyed it. But you were in an Andy Williams special, weren't you? Yeah, so where, it, it was where it was in my head. Said? Yeah, that's where I got that's it. Where I had it in my head. How much was it? It was sixty dollars. Whether it was one person or up to five, up right? Up to five, yeah. or three thousand pounds of people. Two thousand. Two thousand pounds. And they had. I saw three different sleighs running. Did you count more than three? I only saw the three. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's nice and quick. You get there. You know, like I said, you don't have to wait very long. They're very nice. It's very smooth. It's, it's easy to do. And how long are you actually on the trails and? 25 minutes. 25 minutes. So, scale of 1 to 10. Teresa? I want to give a 7, Walter, because I, I think I, I, I did. I know I did enjoy it. It just, and I could think of other, other people enjoying I could see other people enjoying this. Walter? A 6. Oh, I thought he would go way lower than her. It, it was enjoyable. You said you didn't like it at all, it and you gave it a 6. Enjoyable. Yeah, you were telling me you didn't like it. It's okay. You can, you're allowed to not like it. No, I mean five or six. Six would be the, the highest I would give it. But like you said, I think under the right circumstances, if you're with someone you're dating or you have young kids or something, it, it could be fun. He needed to be with you, Pete. But just yeah. with you. Yeah, but they were, doing this, they were doing this the day after Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, no. Okay, Stella truly enjoyed it. She talked about it the next day. She Here's really enjoyed it. Here's your off. <laughs> Yeah. Grace enjoyed it for the fact that it was near animals, and she could tell me what she knew about the horses. And you know, Kelvin never said a word, so I don't know if he enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because he was sitting over there with the girls, and we were on the other side facing. Such, oh, I got in the sleigh. I said, "I got to face forward. I can't face backwards." You didn't even sit with your husband. No, I sat with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the most bizarre thing I think I've ever heard. Dysfunctional family sleigh ride. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. But no, Mom I, liked you best. <laughs> the girls enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I would recommend it. If it, it was something you think you would like, I think you would enjoy it. But I wouldn't go to it just to add one more Christmas thing and spend $60. I wouldn't do it just to try to cram as much in as you could. This sounds to me like if you've done everything at Disney, you're the, one of these people who want to try everything, and you've already been here year after year, and this is one more thing you want to do. Right. That's a little bit different than And you can book ahead, but also there were people that came up that hadn't booked ahead that got right in, too. 
So it's there was just, something about that last year. If you booked ahead and it rained or something, you still had to pay. What was the deal? I Maybe know. I'm making that up. No, I remember something about that too, yeah. <laughs> it was like, don't book it too far ahead. I forget what the deal was, but there was some caveat that if you booked it too far ahead and it was bad weather or something, you still had to pay for it. Or that I think if they they went and even though it might have been raining or cold, they didn't let you cancel. But if they canceled it, you would get your money back. I don't remember what the deal was. I think cold would have enhanced it. If it would have been, I mean, it was a chilly evening, but so it runs through the end of December. Um, you can call four zero seven WDW Play to make your reservation. I recommend it. Okay. Walter doesn't. So there you have it. <laughs> one thumbs up, one thumbs down. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Teresa and Walter, for that. We're going to move on to our next segment and talk to our friend Jen Selke, one of our uh, listeners. You've been listening for a while. I have. I've been listening for quite a while. helps me plan my trips. And uh, as I mentioned at the so top of the, the show. you're the one. I'm, <laughs> I am. I'm the one. Uh, Jen is from Berkeley, California. And... Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so people get to know a little bit more about you. Um, I'm a number of things in Berkeley, California. Uh, summer camp director. I'm a psychologist. I have a private practice, and I work with kids with special needs, primarily wow. social skills, um, disorders, autism. I feel like I've been set up. <laughs> John, I'm here John, to provide is, some support. This is an intervention, <laughs> this is an intervention. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, the, the secret's now out. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a professor in the Graduate School of Education. I work with the School Psychology Program and the Berkeley Center for New Media. So I do a lot of different things with technology as well as a summer camp director. So. Wow. Yeah, so cool. I love coming cool to jobs. Orlando. I've uh, got to do the backstage Disneyland tour, but have never been really to the front stage of Disneyland. But my husband and I come to Orlando about three to four times That's a so year. funny that you've uh, – yeah, because I remember you telling me that when we met for the uh, – uh, the backstage tour we did back in June. That's where I met Jen for the first time. And, uh, you know, she's uh, she lives in Berkeley, and she's never been to uh, Disneyland. So you mean you've never been to the park itself, but you take the backstage tour? I did tour? the backstage <laughs> tour. Oh, that's funny. Right, secretly, because I really wanted to meet Pete. <laughs> and Aww. I was really Aww. interested in and the then leadership. She, she went back to Berkeley and was like, oh, God, it was such a disappointment. Well, so now she had her thesis. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> oh, no, it was interesting. I'm I'm really interested in the logistics of Disney World. That's really what fascinates me. And uh, you took the, uh, the this new Holiday Delights tour, which is being done by the Disney Institute. Yeah, we did. Um, my husband and I try to do one of the tours every year. So we've done the Segway tour, and then we did, based on a lot of the recommendations from the Diz, the Future World tour, Backstage Future World. And so this year we signed up right away for the Delights tour. Um, and it runs on Mondays and Wednesdays. I think they're doing about 16 dates starts uh, November 30th and runs through December 16th. So the tour is about four and a half hours, and wow. it's $179. That's so it's about pretty right. pricey. That's about right for a four-hour tour, though. That's yeah. about what they go. Compared to the Future World Tour, which I think was like $50, it was a little bit less. Um, it seemed it was the next tour we did, so it seemed a little bit pricey. But they do have annual pass discounts and AAA discounts. So we start out, it starts out at Epcot, and you don't need, one of the things about this tour is you don't need park entrances. Some of the tours you do need a park admittance to go on, and other tours you don't. So this is when you don't need a park ticket to go on. Um, and they tell you to meet at, Ep- at Epcot outside the guest services at 445. They give you name tags, and um, you do get a headset that helps you hear on the tour. The tour can accommodate 40 people. We had about 38 on ours, so it was a large group. 
and once they get everybody signed in, you also get a, a wristband that allows you into the candlelight processional later. Oh, and wow. And so the tour is billed as being able to see the Christmas lights at three parks in, in one night. So once you get all checked in, they loaded us onto a cruise liner bus, one of those buses you see that looks like the cruise ship, and they whisk us away over to the Magic Kingdom where you we went into the support uh, decoration support first and got to see some of the um, – uh, lights. They explained to us how the lights are hung on the castle and, and talked a lot. I learned a lot about the Christmas lights on the different castles of the parks. So if you're interested in sort of that aspect, um, that was a lot of the background information. Um, and then after that, we went out, uh, walked up Main Street, went into the front stage and walked up Main Street. Um, it was interesting because I know that we were the first night that the tour was running. We were the it's inaugural tour. It's the first year for the tour, and we were also the first group to go. So it was really, I mean, they were well organized. They did have their stuff together um, for the most part. So they walked us up Main Street. And everybody, I think, was sort of expecting, especially when you pay $179, that we were going to get up a little bit closer to the castle. And we got to the corner um, uh, at the end of Main Street, and they were going to do a bathroom break. So they walked us over to the noodle station area where the bathrooms were. And then our tour guide said, well, this is really a good place to see the lights. You know, it's too crowded up front. The lights came on, and we looked at them, and then we left. (laughs) (laughs) And people were sort of wondering, like, wait, wait, that was it? We're done with the Magic Kingdom? I mean, there was some some information that was done backstage about the lights, but overall, it was a little anticlimactic to have that be your first stop. And I know they're on a time crunch. They're trying to get you to the three um, Christmas lights. Yeah, but you would think that they would put you right up front so you can see that uh, show where the the fairy godmother lights the, the tree and does all that stuff. That's weird. Yeah, we saw it from the noodle station, basically. Yeah, which is like, I could have brought you there for a lot less money. I know. I, I, know. I see the Diz uh, Delights tour in the future because <laughs> it wasn't from that standpoint, except for learning background information on the lights, I didn't feel like I got anything more than I could have done on my own mm. and had already done. So from that point, we went off to the Hollywood Studios, and they took us in the back way. And they did have a nice setup of hot chocolate and cookies. I think it was pretty much the standard sugar cookie that you have. Um, but they uh, it was a nice little spread. Um, and so we got some cookies, and then they whisked us into the back through Narnia and then walked us around. Uh, the Osborne lights, we saw them go off. We walked down a couple streets. It gave us a little bit of information on the Osborne family, and so you got a little bit of background on that. Um, but again, it, I didn't feel like I had at that point still any more than I, I would have gotten on my own. I mean, I could have read about the Osborne lights on the website. Um, our tour guides were great. They were friendly. They were wonderful. But from a value perspective at this point, I was still kind of waiting for the wonderful what, uh-huh. Yeah, why is this worth 179 right. I mean, you think of Osborne lights, they could have went up and let one of you throw the switch. Yeah. Or had some kind of interaction Something. that way. Even I thought I don't, and I don't know if I read this online or just assumed that you were going to be talking to more backstage people about the lights. I mean, our I tour guides were. were be, I'm sorry to interrupt. You. I thought they were going to be Imagineers at each no. spot. Hmm. Our tour guides were knowledgeable. Yeah, wasn't that what they originally told us? Yeah, because yeah. we had learned about this on the cruise. Um, Mark from the Disney Institute was the one who was setting this up. And I was on the impression that at each spot they were going to do like a step-on guide or an Imagineer who was going to give you background at that point. Yeah, no. 
That okay. did not happen. Um, and Mark was our Mark was one of our tour guides, and like I said, he was very knowledgeable He's a great and, guy. and really wonderful. I don't I don't think this was for lack of his effort or enthusiasm. Um, I felt like there were just pieces missing. Um, so we did the little loop. I did find out where the purple cat was, which I'd never done. So keep looking if you're if you're looking for the purple cat, which is a cat that the Imagineers place somewhere in the Osborne. Uh, family lights every year for the guests to find so it's kind of a fun activity to do but my husband and i've been looking for two years we were ready for someone <laughs> to tell us where it was so maybe my 179 dollars went for actually learning <laughs> <laughs> seeing that cat i've been searching online so i tell was, you what i'll sell you the information <laughs> next year okay? uh, that was exciting um so they they whisked us out to that out of there and then we were headed on to epcot uh, at this point it was approximately eight o'clock and uh, we knew this, uh, the uh, candlelight procession was starting at 8.15, so they really were in a hurry to get us through. Um, they did have seating. They, they have guest seating reserved in the back um, row to the left, sort of where the dinner parties enter. Um, so they had a few rows for us, so we you know, got reserved. That was really the highlight, I felt like, was just being able to walk in and sit down. Um, into the candlelight processional. I don't know if that was really worth $179, but that was definitely good value um, for me. Um, but I thought we'd get to be up front. We'd maybe meet the narrator. You know, I would have been. It would have been interesting for me to have seen how they organize all the um, singers backstage because they built. We sort of drove by and. Um, our tour guide sings in the candlelight processional, and so he told us a little bit about it. But they do set up uh, a tent where they all do the staging and the practicing, and so it would have been really fun to see that and see them go on stage and then maybe have a little seat up front where you could get in. Um, I mean, forty of us—you can't exactly sneak forty people right, exactly. <laughs> into the front. Um, and so we watched that. Uh, we did get a really nice pin, which I'll pass around. It's a um, a lot of the tours have their own pins that you get, um, whether it's a, a Segway pin. And this pin is a um, Mickey pin. It's uh, representing the top of the tree. So it has the uh, the old tree topper, and it actually lights up. So I'll send that around. And it says it delights. Um, Christmas tour. They're only doing um, since the tours. There's only going to be 16 tours times 40 people. They're not going to be very many of those pins. So, That's correct. if you're a pin collector, that could be a, a value for you. Oh, he's wearing the cone of shame. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cone lights up too. <laughs> so um, after that, because your park admission isn't included at that point, technically they should escort you out. Um, however, it's about 15 minutes before the um, illumination started, and that was one of the things that they added value. I don't know if they'll do that at every um, at every tour, but they did let the guests stay in the park to watch illuminations at the end, um, and then you know they sent us on our way. So that was pretty much the the entire tour. From the positives, you know, I think the fact if admission's not required, so if you would like to be able to see three parks the Christmas, you know, decorations in one night, you don't have a lot of time, um, you're going to be able to do that in four and a half hours. You know, I think there's been times that I've come down here in a very short amount of time and wanted to see something. You're not going to be able to do that on your own because they really whisk you around very quickly. Um, It was nice to have the seating for the candlelight uh, processional and getting the pin was pretty cool because it does light up. I don't have a pin that lights up. Um, and so I learned also a lot about the castle lights. And if you're interested in seeing the backstage props, there wasn't a lot of props where we went, um, but it was uh, it was interesting. A lot of the people were really excited to touch the the lights from the castle. Um, I guess from the down 
downside, I really thought there would be more backstage interaction. I thought there would be um, more information than I could have gotten just on my own going to the different parks. Um, and so, I, and I also thought there'd be more up close um, access to the castle. Uh, so, you know, if you're going with really just wanting that, you know, on stage experience and getting from park to park very quickly, then it's worth it. You're not paying park admission and you're seeing three parks. But you know, we had an annual pass. Uh, I've seen all that before, and so from that standpoint, the value wasn't there as much for me. It's what's interesting is this is put on by the Disney Institute. And the Disney Institute is all about teaching companies how to do Disney show, quote unquote, how to put on that Disney show and be that uh, attention to detail and things like that. It just seems odd that it's kind of like, okay, here we are. We're just going to watch it from where we're standing. Boom. That's where the lights are. It, it sounds like it was nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be when he described it. Now, I'm a little disappointed. Now, uh, your husband, Brian, is he a big Disney fan or... Kind He's of, a Disney fan by association. I mean, he enjoys theme parks. And and to pass a microphone over to him, I, I'd like to hear what uh, what you thought of it. Well, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, the, like Jen said, there were some some ups and downs. Uh, one of the things that we noted, you know, right away at the at the Magic Kingdom was that the first set of lights that we saw, we were standing in the smoking section, which kind of was a downside. To that, that would that oh, was yeah, that's yeah, that's right. That spot is a smoking section. That was odd. Uh, that was something I noticed. You know, I noted right away. Um, but you know, it was cool. I I didn't really ask how much it was. I just knew that he that didn't book the tour. It's Disney, so you figured it, you, <laughs> he, you figured it cost you a good you know, a good chunk of change. He, he didn't even know at the end. I said, "Well, what did you think?" And he said, "Well, I really liked it. That was really cool." I said, well, "Do you know how much it cost?" He goes, "No." I said, "It was one hundred seventy nine dollars." He was like. Oh, <laughs> so he kind of goes along. But that for the does, ride, you, know, you know. But that, but that, that really does factor into right. yeah. you know your overall impression of yeah. something. Uh, you know what the value for dollar exactly. is. Did she tell you it was one hundred seventy nine dollars each? No. Oh. <laughs> I, so at know, that point, you were thinking it was one hundred seventy nine total. Oh, I I went into it thinking it was like the same price that we paid for the other tours that we that we've done fifty dollars. I thought that was okay. You know, we got a lot of history. Uh, you know how they started the lights in uh, Paris first, and then they they brought the gentleman over. I forget what his name is, but they brought him over to uh, to Orlando to do the lights on the castle there. Lumiere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. I mean, there was a lot of history there. There was a lot of fun facts that they went through. The I mean, it was a very pleasant experience, but for the value. It comes back to value. Yeah. And and Always what does. I sort of thought, and and in booking the tour. They didn't have a lot of information when it was a new tour, so the the individuals booking the tour could not tell you very much about it. Which I was, what was on the website was what they were telling me on the phone, and and and, and I heard other people saying the same thing that they were having trouble even helping people find the tour to book it. That they had to tell the agent that no, this is a tour. I didn't have that experience. They found it right away, but other people did. Yeah, and again, you got to remember this is now this is through the Disney Institute. So it becomes a different cost center than the Segway tour or those other tours. So that all plays into the reason why there's confusion about it. Well, I think it. all the backstage tours are, are, are handled by the Disney Institute. I didn't um, think that were true. That yeah, was true about I'm, the Segway tours. This well, tour in particular. I'm not sure about the Segway tour, but the, any of the behind-the-scenes okay. tours, um, I believe, are all uh, all done by the Disney Institute. Including Backstage Magic? Yeah. 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 Have you ever taken the Backstage Magic Tour? No. I've done the Future World Tour. I've done the Segway Tour. And I did the Leadership Institute Tour of Disneyland. Um, so I, I have not 
no, I haven't noticed that they've done as good of a job as I think they could in reaching out to that business clientele and talking to them about that aspect of this park. I felt it was much more geared towards a tourist than uh, an institute membership. I would recommend you take the backstage magic tour. Yeah, it's pretty it's a full day. Mm-hmm. It's a full eight-hour day. However, you get to see all of the things you've talked about plus more. And, and more and, on the level I think you were looking for. And it's Background $20 more. Let me see it. Let me yeah, see. I was reading your review on the, on the Diz. I yeah, it was, was pretty spectacular. Yeah. It really was. The and Delights Tour is one of the most expensive tours they offer. Yeah. I mean, you look at $179 for four and a half hours, and the backstage is 219 for seven hours. Yeah. yeah, and that includes lunch. I mean, what you're really getting is, admit. I mean, if you do not have a park ticket, you're getting entrance to three parks and three Christmas yeah. shows. So I think that's a good point. That's the, that's the pitch to me, yeah. not that you're getting any backstage information, because really the only backstage you got was the um, – Support that they did for the props, but then any other backstage is really just to get you a quick access to the front. Did you see the show Julie and I were talking about earlier? The one that they just did on House and Garden Television? No, we've been here for quite a while, but okay. I have it set to tape. I just wanted to know if they gave you more information than they gave in that show. They had said, um, our guide had said there was not only a House and Garden show, but there was also a DIY show coming up that they had just finished taping. So there's two shows that are going to be on. Um, where they're going to do more of the technical aspects. So I wasn't sure if that was the show that Julie was talking about. So that was two. actually the part of the show I liked the most. They mm-hmm. took you backstage, something I've never seen before. They took you backstage at the horticulture area of Disney. Yeah. And that's a section that I've never, I don't know that there's any tour. I know I've done the um, behind the seeds tour at the land, but that's only an hour and a half. This was where they showed you how they built the topiaries and how mm-hmm. they made the poinsettias. Using the lichens. The poinsettias. <laughs> um, it so sounds I, like you could you could um, do your own admission to each of the parks and go and watch those Christmas um, festivities on your own, and then maybe watch the Home and Garden show. You'd be good. You'd be set. <laughs> You'd have gotten probably more information than I got. How much is a seasonal pass? I mean, this is the price of a seasonal pass, isn't it? Florida resident, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it seems like an expense to me. Yeah, uh, it seems it was that, didn't seem co- it didn't seem like it was it was priced appropriately unless you factor in you're hitting th- you're hit, you don't have pay park admission and you're going into three parks, but it's still you're going into three parks for four and a half hours. You yeah. could buy your own park ticket and do that tour on your own. Wow, maybe they'll tweak it. Maybe they'll. We were the first night. The you know, in fairness night, yeah. to them, we, they it was. For, for moving 40 people in four and a half hours and hitting the shows that they did, they did a great job staying on time. I didn't, I mean, we were rushed, but I didn't feel rushed. Um, they didn't feel like they were scrambling at all. They worked well together. The two um, tour guys worked well together as a team. So that was, I think, pulled off professionally. How did you get into the Magic Kingdom? What was the backstage uh, area? It was the back of... Um, right up in the front on the right by the hat where they do the sewing for the hats. Oh, okay. The cha- le, le chapeau. Yeah. Yes, right in that back that entrance. They wow. took us in. Hmm. Well, it sounds like it was a, an interesting tour. It, you know what? It's always interesting at Disney World. That's right. <laughs> never a dull moment. Well, thank you very much for that, Jen. We appreciate uh, uh, telling us about that. And uh, finally, this week, John is going to tell us about some changes over at Disney Cruise Line. I just have some quick updates. Um, 
some things have occurred over the last couple of weeks that we want to make sure people are aware of. Um, first of all, there was this kind of surprise price reduction on 14-night transatlantic cruises. Um, on the 14-night transatlantic cruise on April 10th, 2010, as well as four other 10- and 11-night Mediterranean, sail- Mediterranean sailings in 2010. This was not announced. This was not a code. This was not a pin that was released. It was something that people kind of stumbled across, and it was just for Category 12 staterooms, um, and the discounts were significant. I mean, really? we're talking about half price. I'm surprised this far out that they're doing that. That's It's very, very suspicious. It was just Category 12s. Uh, well, I, th- I think it's the reality of, uh, of the economy, which they should have taken into account when they first priced them. But but. but- why is it just Cat 12s? Why isn't it across the board in every category? Because in the Category 12s, you either have they'll fill up or you'll just get a, or you'll get a guarantee status. And a guarantee status means you're guaranteed at least a Category 12. You could be bumped to a higher category stateroom. But if it was the ship wasn't filling, I would think you'd want to do it across the board or you'd want to do it for the stateroom categories that aren't filling. Uh, who knows why they do th- have the things it. they do right now. So, And we're talking about, I mean, significant savings. We had one selling one from $4,300 to, th- to uh, $2,300. Wow. A $2,000 savings. Wow. So if this is something that you can grab and you can book, now you got to remember these are Mediterranean sailings, so airfares included and all your other stuff has to be added to that price. The airfare is not included. Airfare is not included. What yeah, I'm saying is the airfare would be added to the price. Don't of want the, people thinking they can do a 10-day Mediterranean cruise with $2,000, including airfare. 2300 So there's something you have to add to that price. For the transatlantic cruise, the savings weren't as significant. Um, we found about a $200 savings per stateroom, and they affected Categories 11 and Category 12. And again, this was a very bizarre discount. Nobody knew it was coming. It just sort of people stumbled across it. Um, and it's limited. So people are going in and they're finding no availability and it's sold out. But then they might go in hours later and find that they can grab it. So it's very, very hit or miss. So we're not sure if this is something that's going to continue, if there was a glitch in Disney's system, or they're they're putting a teaser out for these prices to see if maybe that uh, is enough of an incentive for people to book these cruises. And I just want to make sure I say it again. It was the 14-night transatlantic cruise, April 10th, 2010. And it was the 10 and 11-night Mediterranean sailings, April 24th, May 5th, May 15th, and May 26th, 2010. Hmm. So it's that first four or five Mm -hmm. sailings. Yep. Interesting. Now, the other interesting thing that happened over the last couple weeks is that uh, Disney Cruise Line has suspended selling four of their 10 and 11 night Mediterranean sailings in 2011. The affected sale dates are uh, July 30th, August 10th, August 20th, and August 31st. Where are they going? 2011. Where are they going? Now, they haven't canceled these cruises. They've They've just just, suspended sales? Now, they did mention at one point that they were going to notify the people that these cruises would affect. Right. But no one's been notified yet. We haven't been notified on behalf of our clients. It's just we can't book anything new into these sale dates. Wow. That's interesting. So are these related? Is it that this this itinerary is no longer popular for people? Is this something that they don't want to do? And now Disney's trying to scramble and figure out, well, what can we do to either get more people on the ship? Or are they going to change these itineraries? I don't know. Is it me or is it ever since Carl Holtz? became president of Disney Cruise Line, they've slipped into like the twilight zone over there. 
what what bothers us and what's always bothered us is that all we want to know, tell us, tell us what's going on. Give us some information because we have to, as a travel agency, we have to then make sure our clients know what's going on. You know, it's not like we're looking for insider information and we want to know secrets. Just let us know so that we can prepare people. It's tough for us to say, yeah, they're not selling this cruise anymore. I don't know why. But there's already, you know, how many other passengers are already on this cruise? Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know. That's kind of bizarre. The the other uh, speculation is that maybe they're having trouble with the ports of call. Oh. And maybe the ports of call are giving problems and there's issues there or they're too expensive and they're going to rework the itinerary. Yeah, well, I mean, because one of the problems that Disney has or any cruise line has when they do specialty cruises like this is they're very low in the pecking order in terms of getting those slips uh, into these different ports. That's true. Um, it, you know, the, 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 the cruises that are in those ports all the time, year round, um, or, you know, at least, you know, maybe six months out of the year, every year. Those companies are given a higher priority in terms of who can dock. So you're right. It may be a thing where another cruise line has said, you know, we're upping our, uh, you know, we're upping the number of Mediterranean cruises we're doing. And I don't know. How many total did they suspend? They suspended uh, four of the 10 and 11 night Mediterranean sailings in 2011. The end of July and the end of August. Right. Between the end of July to actually the next sailing that's not suspended is the transatlantic cruise back. Huh. That's hmm. that's interesting. So, which tells me that they're going to be there. You know, I mean, if they haven't suspended selling that transatlantic cruise, they're expecting the the ship will be there until that. I think date. you might be right. I think it may have something to do with the ports of call and maybe complete changes the ports of call. It, it just what bothers us is that everything is you know kind of secretive. But there was also that rumor floating around that at some point they may try a specialty cruise uh out of hong kong um doing the you know uh the asian uh the asian thing I, I, you never know you never know i mean i don't think they could get a ship in four weeks there and back to do anything significant but um you just got to wonder you got to wonder what you know if these things are connected if these two issues are connected and that's if, one of the reasons why i wanted to bring them up is because i it almost seems like there's some connection between the two like something's going on with this itinerary that got to wonder wasn't as popular as they thought, and here we know we're scrambling to either get people on the ship or we're going to change it. So it would be interesting to see in the future what's going to happen. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, John. Uh, thanks everybody for your segment, uh, Teresa and Walter and Jen. And uh, just want to remind everyone that our December sixteenth show will be our final show uh, for the year. Uh, we'll be taking a couple weeks off for the holidays, um, which I know these guys are very, very happy. I Yay. decided to do that. Um, and that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.